Hello everyone, this is Trevor uh, with Tea Time Reports, and I have Brady, Caden, and Logan here uh, tonight, well, this afternoon, technically. Again, happy Easter. Uh, we're here to talk about the UFC fights, 287, I believe, last night. Um, our initial impressions, our thoughts, our takeaways, and stuff like that. There was kind of uh, some lopsided affairs, and then, you know, some sadness as well for some OGs, and, and last time in the ring, but... Uh, Caden, did you want to kind of moderate here and take home? What were your thoughts and so, just pass the torch? You know, my my entire, you know, kind of past five years of my life, I've been a big MMA fan and a big combat sports fan. And one name has stuck out to me ever since I got into, ever since I got into combat sports. And that was the Florida legend, street fighting legend, Jorge Masvidal. He legitimately came out of backyard street fighting and made a name for himself in backyard street fighting, like you know, uh, like street beefs, like Kimbo Slice, like yeah, him, him and Kimbo Slice. You know they both is. made they both made a name in kind of a and they got a signed, they got signed off of they got signed street off. fighting, and pretty crazy. Jorge Masvidal took control of it, became a UFC champion, became one of the most dominant welterweights of all time, became one of the most explosive welterweights of all time, scored the fastest knockout in UFC history over Ben Askren with one of the most beautifully correlated strikes I've ever seen in my entire life with a f- absolutely amazing flying knee straight to the like cranium of Ben Askren but yeah it, if we're talking about this card I guess we should start off where it really got good which was the Kelvin Gaslam versus Chris Curtis card and this was the kind the of last, the ending it was the, the, it was the ending to the preliminary fight, fight yeah. uh, ending it off into the main card so we're not going to talk a lot about the preliminary but this one stood out and it was Kelvin Gaslam Kelvin Gastelum had that one shot against Izzy not that long ago, and that famed clip came out of where Izzy's, uh, they're going into the fifth round, and Adesanya's telling him, uh, he's prepared to die, like, you can't beat me, I'm prepared to die, that was raw, like, no one's ever pushed Izzy to that limit before, except for Pereira, and Kelvin Gastelum got there, he was actually putting in that work, like, he was, he was there in his face, like, every second of that fight. fight. Yeah, when he fought Izzy. I don't know, did you, did you watch I that one? That, part, that fight was crazy, bro. Chris Curtis, kind of, they're kind of like a gatekeeper for that whole division. You know, him and Kelvin Gaston, both kind of those guys that you beat to make a name for yourself, you know what I mean? So, all together, it wasn't, wasn't the most, you know, important fight. Or, it was a good fight, though. It was a good fight. It was it was just kind of like two dudes fighting for money. Gasolum looked a lot more agile than Curtis. Curtis looked, looked Curtis looked more like slow and powerful. Yeah, yeah. But Gasolum was like very like light at his feet. You know, mm-hmm. you know he looked a little chunky. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, he is chunky. Yeah, he's, he's a little chunky, but Curtis looked jacked. He, is he jacked, looked huge. Yeah. But I, I thought Gasolum should have won, personally. Gasolum did win. All right, says Chris Curtis won. I thought Gaslam won, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. so Gaslam did win, okay. Yeah, yeah I thought so, yeah. I thought he definitely won that fight. He just looked a step ahead of Chris Curtis. Yeah. Um, but Caden, uh, I also want to talk about the Joe Pfeiffer fight. Joe Pfeiffer? He, he looked pretty good, too. Honestly, I didn't watch that fight, though, but I do know Gerald Merchard is. Mm-hmm. So, um, Joe Pfeiffer, hey, he knocked him out, round yeah. first round. Um, but he's a uh, 26 years old. Pfeiffer is. He's, uh, he's now 11 and 2 in the UFC. Um, and he in his post uh, post not fight, a UFC in professional, in professional career. And his post fight, uh, you know, 
little interview in the, in the octagon. He said he, he was homeless. And he's yeah. battled through so many different adversities. He's from Philly. Mm-hmm. Because he's uh, fought through so many different adversities in his life. And he's starting to make a name for himself now. So I think it's... And he looked huge in, in, during his fight, too. So I think he's going to be a name that yeah. we'll start seeing more often. Is there anything I remember about Jared Mershart is when he fought um, Hamza. I don't know if you remember that one. Mm-hmm. But... Hamza hit him one time. It was only one punch in the entire fight. He hit him one time and knocked him out. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah it was a mean. straight and he knocked him out. It's not it, literally a nine second fight. Wow. Legit. He, he walked him down to the corner, punched him one time, and then the ref called it. Wow. <laughs> I'm excited for Joe Piper's future though. I think he's only scratched the surface of what he can really do. Yeah. And he's hungry. He's very hungry. He was like I said, he's homeless. Yeah. He's been through many, many different adversities in his life. So I think we're only starting to see the, the start from him. And you see that through a bunch of MMA fighters. They're legitimately like 80% of UFC fighters and you know majority of MMA fighters, they're legit. They're sleeping on couches. Mm-hmm. They're sleeping like sometimes on the floor in a gym, you know? Mm-hmm. They're just paying, you know, they're paying like $200 rent to sleep on the floor just to train every single day to try to make a name for themselves. That's dedication, bro. Mm-hmm. And it should not be like this. Why are guys that are putting their life on the line, you know, literally putting their life on the line for, what, like five, sometimes like 18 Gs, 10 Gs? Not worth it. It's not worth it at all. You're only fighting, what, like twice a year, three times a year if you're lucky? Like, I don't know. It's, um, it's modern day gladiatorium. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, really, that's basically what it is. But fighter pay is not right, bro. No. It's evil. Why are you doing that? Gladiator day, they fought their slaves. For their lives. They fought their lives. Hey, but they signed the contract. They did. Yeah, you know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, you know what you're getting yourself into when you're going into a ring, trying to pound another man's face in. Legit. Or choke him out. But I guess we can move forward to the main card now. So I guess right now is a good time to start with Raul Rosas. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, if I can take lead on this one. Go ahead, yeah. So the odds uh, were in Raul Rosas' favor. 18-year-old kid against an experienced UFC. Yeah, he's freshly 18. An experienced fighter in the UFC. He's had multiple UFC fights. Is the, is the underdog? Like, uh, coming into this fight, like, I, I don't really understand that, but Rosas pretty much got controlled the whole fight. It, it, it essentially looked like a grown man fighting a That's what man. I was, yeah, manhandled. That's what it was, yeah. Um, and I remember when uh, Rosas was coming in, I was, I was like, damn, he looks like a kid. Like, yeah. his face, his body, mm-hmm. he looks like a kid. And obviously, he doesn't have that, you know, a grown man body yet, the mm-hmm. grown man strength yet. He's probably still developing. Yeah, he's, his body is still developing, yeah. Well, I watched but, him and Bo Nickel mm-hmm. when they came up in uh, Dana White Contender Series. I love Dana White Contender Series. He was 17. And I remember when they were watching that, when he was fighting. I was watching those every single week when they were coming out. Mm-hmm. It was a 17-year-old kid then. And he was 17 years old fighting grown men, mm-hmm. taking them out. But experience that fight last night with uh, who do you fight? It's uh, uh Christian, Christian Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yeah. He just looks um, over experienced, inexperienced, yeah. Uh, Raul, Raul looked uh, very inexperienced, he overexerted himself in the first round, um, tried and, to do way too much, and in the second and third round, he was just tired fighting to. Not 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 get knocked out or not get choked out. I, I think yeah, he was. I think he was fighting to just not get submitted, and but, he was so tired. Like, but it it, it looked exactly how it looked like a grown man fighting a kid. So Rosas is no longer undefeated. He's not a bad fighter. Obviously, he's eighteen. And years he's old. got time to right. He's I, already he's only scratching the surface of what he can do. So think about when when he's twenty three, when he's twenty four, he's gonna be a monster. Right when when he actually starts to you know develop more 
for like the, the only problem with him is, you know? is his longevity and how long can he last yeah. going in the UFC at 18 taking hits to your head mm-hmm. you know you, you're training you're doing all that it takes a toll on your body yeah it's gonna take a toll on your body eventually so we don't know how how long he can really last in the UFC yeah, we haven't seen a young someone that young to come into UFC yes, we yet. Have. who John Jones yeah, but still, mm-hmm. John Jones is John, John Jones. John Jones is different than Raul Rosas. Yeah, but we have seen it though. John Jones is a prodigy. Yeah, but yeah, so Raul Rosas is no longer undefeated. So I'm excited to see what he's gonna do yeah, next. Yeah, he's still yeah, he's, like we said, we, he still has tons of time and to prove himself. He still has his his name. People know who Raul Rosas is mm-hmm. just because he's the 18 year old fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess now we can move on to the Kevin Holland fight. Uh, Ken, I guess I'll let you go over here. Kevin Holland, he's actually a big inspiration for so many people. And he's fighting kind of an unknown fighter in Santiago Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio has, you know, people don't really recognize him for what he's done in his career. He hasn't really had a lot of those big flashy fights or he hasn't really won, you know, or, or really made a name for himself in the UFC, but he's fought some names. I'm looking at some of the dudes he's fought. He fought Rob, oh, he was supposed to fight Robbie Lawler. He fought Michael Pereira, the dude who does all the, the backflips. Lost the arms out, right? Who? Uh, uh, Kevin Holland? Uh, yeah, Kevin yeah. Holland did. Yeah. But Santiago, Santiago, he fought Geoff Neal. He fought Li Jing Liang. He lost, he lost both of those fights. He beat Neil Magny, though. That, that's, a, that's a big accomplishment. And he's, he's pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's pretty up there as well. You know, no, no disrespect to him, but you know, when fighters age, they age. But you know, Kevin Holland coming off of that 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 one fight against um, Stephen Thompson, mm-hmm. remember he broke his, his hand. Broke his hand. He yeah. broke his hand off of that defending that spinning kick. Kevin Holland's always been really light on his feet. A lot of people dis- discredit he's, his ground game. Very very long reach. Does a very long reach. He's very. He likes to do something else that's called a gazelle punch, when you jump forward and throw a punch at the same time. Something that's really was uh, revolutionized by uh, great boxers. Like, you know, all. all um, Oh, who's the one guy? Um, oh, is it Tommy Hearn? Thomas Hearns? Thomas Hearns literally was... He, he was the upbringer of the gazelle punch, of the gazelle jab. He could cross the ring within one second, within one punch. And that's how he was able to drop Santiago. He gazelle punched him with a left hook, got him on the ground, hammer fisted him, got him out of there. Mm-hmm. Top class. He was leading. He uh, looked I like young he, he controlled the fight. The whole fight, yeah. 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 He and, and he I think he was, me and Trevor were saying during the fight, he just looks like he's just waiting for an opportunity. Yeah. Santiago didn't have a chance. Least, yeah, he was just waiting for this guy to slip up, make um, a big enough mistake where he could fit in a solid, powerful punch. Kevin Hall's a good fighter. Like he's yeah. not, he's not gonna go down to. Nah, he's not, but he's not. I don't know how good Santiago is. I haven't really watched him that much, but he didn't look too good last night no. compared to Kevin Holland, and he kind of just dominated him. Um. But I guess now's a good time to move on to the Rob Font fight. The, well, at the time, was the knockout of the night. <laughs> yeah. Until good. further on, which we'll get into. But, Caden, what happened in the Rob Font fight? Rob Font completely dominated this guy. He fought Adrian Yanez. Adrian Yanez on the up and coming. He was favorite, right? Yeah, he was favorite. He was, uh, I'm pretty sure he was a, a minus 145 favorite going in, which is kind of the grounds where you're not really a favorite. But yeah, it's you're not. Yeah, it's it basically goes both ways. Middle ground. It's basically the middle ground. So to call him a favorite is is a little bit of um, stretch. A little bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. I'm, I'm pre- he wasn't really the favorite. He was just you know 
favored. He was just a little bit more favored to win. Like, it would make sense if he won. But he kind of came in there with that hands down, you know, I'm going to be up in your face. No technique. defense the entire fight. You can't fight. do that with Rob Funk. No Rob Funk's been doing this fight. shit for a while. <laughs> it's a He's bet. been in UFC for a while. It's a bet. He did get his ass beat by Cheeto in that last fight. He fought Marlon Vera and got his ass beat by Marlon. But this fight, he looked straight. He looked sharp. He looked hot. He, he looked. Saw his eye. Yeah, yeah. He got. Yeah, Rob Font did get. Rob Font. He got tagged. Get tagged. Exactly. There was, there was no like. At first, Yanez was. Yeah. No. Was, him up. It was, hey, uh, I think Rob it was an equal proportion of like just throwing their like throwing their fists as hard as yeah. they could. What really happened was like Yanez came in with like Kate said that hands down mentality, just throwing fists. Font came in professional, you know, like thinking it's gonna be a normal fight. Mm. And then he had to match the energy, you know, so he's getting tagged, he's throwing tags back. Exactly. And it was only a three minute fight. Mm. But it, it ended very quickly. But I remember the last like ten seconds I was watching it and Giannis Giannis did not have his hands up for the last minute of the fight. And mm. I was saying, Alright, put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up, and then boom, knocked out. Mm. And Rob Font, I mean his his post game or post fight interview, his eye was getting worse by the second. Yeah, like, it, looked it, like was, it looked like it was like a gray. It was like a literal bubble up. under yeah. his eye. But you know, he took that damage like a man, and he, he handled Giannis like there's the only two fighters on this planet who can actually perfect who have perfected the hands down technique. And if they come in with the hands down technique, they're actually better. Muhammad Ali, Bobby Green. Bobby Green and uh, Michael Venom Page, the only two fighters on planet Earth that have perfected that. Wow, they have crazy. legitimately perfected that. Only MMA fighters. Like, you gotta they, like, they shoulder block everything. Yeah, it's but crazy. You gotta understand the situations. Like some fighters, you understand the situations that you know defense is a thing. You have to play yeah. defense. You have to. Yeah. You, you have to block your face. But you gotta know. <laughs> but but blocking your face doesn't do doesn't do much. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't do much at all. But you can't you just, need to, you need to move out of the way. The way Giannis did is that he, he literally just Trying did not to stand do it at all. He didn't, even move, he didn't even move his head, bro. No, at all. Like, he, he was just taking the punches over and over and over, and over and over. Like, and, and some guys can take it sometimes, but, but not not that nice. You gotta, at some point, you gotta defend yourself. Or you back off. You can't take enough. But enough for that, I don't care who you are. You so cannot. A minute into the fight, I was like, okay, someone's gonna get knocked out this round. And then, and then like I was saying, like I, I was calling it out. I was like, okay, put your hands up. Put your hands up and then boom, knocked out. Like it was just, it, it didn't look like a professional fight to be honest. It looked like it obviously it was, but that's a fight that you saw in street beefs. Like, yeah. yeah. No defense, yeah. just haymakers flying. King of the streets. And honestly, if if Rob Font didn't knock him out, he probably would have been knocked out. Yeah. Like, someone was getting knocked yeah. out. Oh yeah, like, someone's yeah. getting knocked out yeah. in that in that fight, dude. Yeah, no, 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 no draw, no TKO. Someone was going down bad. But I'm excited for what Rob Font's gonna do. I know he's a little bit older guy, but he, I don't he looks see, sharp. I don't see still a championship in his No, future, I don't think so either. They can but. still be a worthy contender for up and coming yeah. guys. Yeah, That's sort sure. of like a, a gateway. Gatekeeper. Yeah, gatekeeper, I mean. But uh, moving forward, we have the uh, Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal fight. Um, so the event took place in Miami, uh, where Masvidal is from. And he said before the fight that, you know, if he, if he was gonna lose, this would be his last fight. And I just want to say, with this event being in Miami, it, it was star-studded. You had NFL players there. You had Joe oh, Burrow. House. You had both Bosa brothers. Odo Beckham. Joe, uh, yeah, Mike Tyson. Donald Trump. Just Tiger the, King was there. I think. Tiger King, the Nelk Boys. Yeah. Everybody was there. Like everybody was there. Uh, Sneeko was there. Yeah, Sneeko <laughs> was there. Gideon was there. Gideon was there. Yeah. They both uh, took pictures with Trump. Um, but it's just star-studded. It's, it's Miami. 
Where Charlotte Evans was there. Miami's the new, uh, the new hub. Now that, you know, California, LA is starting to go downhill, Miami's on the rise. But, um, I'm pretty sure, yeah, Gilbert Burns was favored. Um, most people thought that Gilbert was going to win. Yeah. I thought yeah, so as well. So, yeah. Um, but Masvidal just went out sad. His post-game, we'll talk about his post-game um, speech after, but during the fight, like, it was sad. Like, he wasn't protecting himself. No, like, he was just taking a hit, and then he was, he's, He's like telling me, "Come on, keep coming." Like he was. But just, they had similar stats, though. They did. They did. Yeah. But it looked like Masvidal was just trying to punch himself. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if he's just unhappy with himself or not, but he was in there to get punished. I, I don't know why he was trying to go out that way, but he just wanted to get hit. Not even. He's just a gangster, bro. He can't like. He was just trying to go it out. Wasn't that worth way. It. Gilbert it Burns, wasn't worth it. Gilbert Burns. Yeah, Gilbert Burns just little bit. Little bit was just punching and punching bag yeah. out there. Honestly, like Gilbert won the fight, but. It, it, he was just on top of him the whole fight. Yeah, it was, yeah, four, was, it was not was a special take, win. It was just strength. Four takedowns. It, it was not a special win. No, it, in the slightest. You don't really learn anything more or less about no. Gilbert off that fight. Um, but you know, like I, I wasn't the biggest Masvidal fan, but I, I thought his last his exit interview was pretty cool. Hilarious. Like, he he showed out for Miami. He did. They all, they fucked with it. Mister Three Hundred Five. Yeah, he was chanting "Let's go, Brandon." Obviously, you know, Brandon <laughs> goes to politics right now, but. It, it, it was pretty funny. He shouted out Trump, shouted out DeSantis. He's a Florida man. And obviously, you know, if you guys don't know, we're from Florida. So we kind of resonate you with... You gotta fuck with that. Yeah, we kind of resonate yeah. with the things he said. You know, I know some people that maybe if you're in, I don't know, Missouri or something like that, you, you don't probably understand the aspect of it. But as a Florida man, like, yeah, he, he showed out for Florida. He and we understand it. We understand, we understand it. it, yeah. So I appreciate, you know, what he did. Like, he, he's shouting out everybody and... He, he went out like a legend, you know, he, he, he hugged his kid afterwards and said, okay, no, she going to that more and that's what else impact on the UFC. A crazy impact. He's been in this game for 20 plus years now. Yeah, 20 years. 20 yeah. years now. That's insane. One of the greatest knockouts of all time. One of the greatest knockouts of all time. One of the greatest finishes of all time. One of the most powerful welterweights of all time. He came in absolutely iconic, only getting, he only got, he only lost one time. I'm pretty sure that was before before all the the shit. Now mm-hmm. he only lost one time. It was a it was a crazy like behind the back guillotine, standing guillotine or something like that. But the the impact he had, he he basically ended the Robbie Lawler era mm-hmm. in welterweight, and he also started the Kamaru Usman era. Mm-hmm. He he took down giants of uh, of the welterweight of, of oh, the welterweight division twice, like, right? like Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz. He, he fought, I'm pretty sure he fought Robbie. Uh, he, you know, he, he legitimately started his own era. Mm-hmm. He had the Masvidal era. Yeah. He did. And then it turned into the Kamaru, the Kamaru Usman era. And that's Kamaru Usman. So mm-hmm. he, he, just, he did what he did. Yeah. But Masvidal kind of reminds me, obviously he's not Conor McGregor, but he kind of reminds me of Conor McGregor. He, like, he, like, he brings the heat. He brings the energy. He's kind of like a thug. He's, a, he's about it too. Right, like he, no, he doesn't I care. Would, no, I would say he's more like Nate Diaz. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly who those two guys. I mean, BMF, BMF, the badass motherfucker, right? Mm-hmm. And if you BMF. don't uh, follow UFC, have been following UFC for a while or in the past couple years, there there was a belt decision for the BMF belt, bad motherfucker belt. And bad, badass motherfucker belt. Oh, badass motherfucker belt. But yeah, I mean, there was literally a fight for that belt between Nate Diaz and. Uh, um, Jorge Masvidal. Uh, Jorge Masvidal, and it was a pretty good fight actually. But and the crazy thing about that on top is that <laughs> the 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 BMF belt has gone nowhere. 
and Jorge has lost multiple, multiple times since he since he beat Nate Diaz. The cool thing is if they actually kept him in circulation, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that would yeah. be cool. Like a little sub, exactly. sub belt type thing. Like, yeah. they, just only specific to the welterweight division. Or, or if, some, if someone moved up, maybe he could be carried around. Yeah. You never know. Or just give it to certain personas. Where could it end up? That, that garner that title. You yeah. Know, of a badass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Who's the most badass dude? Because there's not, like, there's, there's a lot of bad motherfuckers, but there's not a lot of badass motherfuckers. Exactly. Not a lot of thugs like that right. in the UFC. We're kind of seeing that era kind of dwindle, too. Mm-hmm. You know? We are. We are. Uh, you know, Diaz is done now. Yeah, he's done. is done now. Okay, so. done. Um, Cheeto, Cheeto's probably going to be going out soon. Like, I know he's Chael on the now. Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen's not in. Um, Wanderlei Silva. Mm-hmm. Like, all these guys are just... The thug era is kind of ending. Like, Rashad Evans, Rampage Jackson. We're not seeing most mm-hmm. of these guys anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have guys like Justin Gaethje and Corey Sandy. Like I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not discrediting it or anything like that. But I love those fighters. But I want to, I want to see more of those badass dudes. Are you talking about like now. villains or? Because I feel like Hamzad is the perfect image Hamzad, of a villain. Hamzad is a thug. Mm-hmm. He's the perfect image of a villain in the UFC, but modern UFC. Honestly, they're yeah. not even villains. Like, I, I never considered Nate no, as a villain either. No, I, I don't think Nate, Nate's a villain, but a lot of people don't like him. You know, people don't like Hamzad. I like Nate. Like, I like Hamza, but I love Hamza. He's my favorite UFC fighter. Yeah. Right now. Nate Diaz is one of my favorite UFC fighters, just because the man never, never really gave up. You know, he always tried to win, always gave it his all. But, um, but yeah, so I, I guess it's a good time to move on. Uh, salute to Masvidal. You know, Jerry's gonna enjoy that retirement. Oh yeah, he, retirement twenty years of twenty plus years of fighting. He's got a whole family. Yeah, he earned like, my respect with that speech. It was about time, too. Um, but before we talk about the, the main event, the Adesanya fight, I want to know, did you guys watch the Shakur Stevenson fight? I did not. Okay. So Shakur Stevenson fought uh, Shuchiro Yoshina. Or Yoshino. It's a boxing match. Yeah. Um, Shuchiro was a... Or Yoshino was a... He's from Japan. Shakur is a American. Yeah. And um, before the fight... Yoshino was only knocked down once in his entire career. And Shakur Stevenson dominated him. Yeah. Dominated him. Knocked him down twice in one round at once. Not one round, but knocked him down twice in one fight. And, and I don't even think Shakur took that much damage. Um, I was watching... It was the same time as the uh, the Gilbert Burns fight. Um, they showed a graphic, and, and Shakur landed, like, over 100 punches... And then it showed, and then Yoshino had like 28 connected out of like 200 punches, and it ended in the sixth round. It ended early. It, it was ugly for Yo, for Yoshino, but Shakur Stevenson looked sharp. And if you want to hear a more in depth overview of this fight, go to our Saturday night yes, show. Yes, um, yes, yes. We'll on blogtalk.com. Um, but I, I wonder if Shakur might be. He's here, <coughs> so I wonder if he might be the future of boxing in this division. Oh, Shakur. I mean. Uh, from what I hear the guys talking about on the radio, he is an upcoming... You know, he's, he's, he looks sharp. He looks he's, sharp. He's been doing it for a while, though. And he, he, but you, you see boxers, kind of the prime is not... It's not mm-hmm. a lot like NFL players or yeah. soccer players. Boxers, I mean, their primes could end anywhere from mm-hmm. 40s to 42. Like and, you know, some, some of these guys come into their prime. In the UFC, you see guys come into their prime when they're like 36. Mm-hmm. 32. We saw Gilbert Burns like, last night. He's 36. Myself's 38. And those two just fought. Glover Texiera was, a, was right? a champion. 
not a year ago. He's 43 years That's old. That's crazy. <laughs> like not not he coaches Gilbert Burns, right? Um the, uh yeah, I know he, I know he coaches Pereira. He was he was yes, for Pereira, Pereira, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I'm excited for he's young, he's only 25, so I'm excited for his future. Mm. Um but yeah, like I said, you listen more in depth about that on the Saturday night show on Blog Talk. Um but I guess now's a good time to move on to the main main event, and that was Adesanya. Alessani and, and versus Alex Ferreira. Uh, Kane, why don't you go ahead and inform our listeners about what happened last night? So, if you don't know the whole feud behind Alex Ferreira and Israel Adesanya, prior to this fight, Alex Ferreira was three and zero against Izzy in 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 two competitions. So he was one and zero against him in UFC, and he's two and zero against him overseas in some Chinese kickboxing league that they used to fight in. All three of them. Uh, we're, we're by knockout. All three of his wins were by knockout over over Izzy. He was he was the only guy, only man on this earth that was known to be Izzy's kryptonite in that division. He cleaned him up overseas. Izzy came in, had laser focus, laser focus coming into their last UFC fight. So, but Pereira was on a mission. Mm-hmm. Pereira had just knocked out Sean Strickland, put him on skates coming into that fight. Everybody, it was a clash of the titans, basically. Did not disappoint. Came in with, it was like a third round, fourth round TKO by Alex Pereira. Something like that, yeah. And, and it, 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 it was kind of questionable. Yeah. You know, but he was out, though. He, he was out on yeah. his feet. He was out on his feet. Um, you know, if they kept the fight going, it I would have understood it. But Izzy I, probably would have just gotten hurt. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, moving on to this fight. Uh. This is to reclaim, you know, Adesanya's yeah. championship um, too. If you, you guys don't know about it, but revenge. This is short. Yeah, so this is the second fight. One thing I like to do is when, whenever the, like the, the fighters come out of like their they do their walkout, I always you know pay attention to who who looks the most locked in, and both of these guys looked intensely locked in. But Izzy was a man on a mission. But they both. But he Izzy wasn't. Yeah, he he wasn't gonna lose, bro. No, he, there was but, no way. I, Kaden, I was talking about this like weeks ago. Mm. I was like, dude, yeah. there's no the way. Garage, you're talking about just this. no way he was gonna lose for the fourth time. But Herrera, I'm, when, when he came in, like he looked laser. Like he looked like he was on a mission. So yeah. me, he always does. He has that face. I yeah, like stone cold. Yeah, just bone chilling. Like Joe Rogan said, bone chilling when he does the, the bow and arrow yeah. thing. Like you know, like Ozzy, <gasps> that that uh, turned against him. Yeah, he did. But uh, Herrera just he's an intimidating guy. He's six four, huge he, Brazilian the, monster. All the tattoos just. A scary looking dude. He, he stands. This is Joe Rogan. He stands real tall in the ring. If you notice, you know his posture. His back is straight. He's yeah, that's a scary looking, looking guy. He's an intimidating guy. But you know, Izzy's not one to be intimidated. Um, and Adesanya had a lot to lose in this. He one, did. He did. If he loses this fight, Legacy. who's to know? Yeah, who's to know when he's gonna get his next title shot? Um, and, and if he lost this fight, then uh, it would have been the end of it for their their little. Uh, yeah, he's four zero against him. Why even yeah. give him another shot? Um. But on a breakdown, like it was a pretty contested fight. But the first round, it, it was yeah, kind of slow. Good. You know, they're kind of just feeling each other out. And I noticed this about Adesanya is when you look at Adesanya, like look at, look at his eyes, look at his face when he's fighting. You can tell he's just calculating. He just mm-hmm. he's like a robot he's almost. A like, he's just he's a pure break. Right, like like he he's he's uh, gauging his distance, how people like he's he's like a cyborg. You notice that he usually. Like more times than not, he doesn't throw the first strike. Mm-hmm. He waits. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Pereira, like he, he was, he was doing good. He was doing really good. He was, he kept checking Izzy's legs. He, he was hurting his calves. He was hurting Izzy's calves. He's, he's, because Izzy moves around very yeah, swiftly. So Pereira was trying to, you know, make him stop moving. You know, slow him down. He was checking the leg, checking the leg, checking and the leg. Eventually, uh, Adesanya started having to switch off. So yeah, Adesanya kept you know, switching off between southpaw and, and regular. You know. Um, but uh, second round came around, and um, Pereira got him good with another leg kick, and he hurt him. Um, and then you know he he engaged him, which I think he engaged. It was only second round. I think he engaged way too early, even though Izzy was hurt. I think Pereira rushed it, and you know he was throwing a couple shots. Izzy defended it well, and then Izzy's counter his counter two like is a two punch combination, counter just a one fast. two boom boom. Rocked, rocked Pereira, and the Pereira he like leaned backwards, came back, and then just one more, boom, hammer he, punch, hammer fist him on yep, the ground. Yep, and and then and then Pereira was he, he fell back, hit his head on the on the on the ground, bounced his head off, and after he, he was still there like when he was punched, but once once his head hit the hit the floor, he was just done. And then one more giant punch came yeah. through, and it, that was it. Yeah. And then and then Izzy was just emoting on him. Yeah, he, he used like he was talking about the bow and he, he used, emoted on his kid yeah, too. Yeah, he emoted on his kid. Oh, yeah, he's, that, he did that the, the bow and arrow on him. He pointed at this man's kid, because uh, in their in one of their previous fights, this kid emoted on him and like, yeah, kid, he like emoted, fake knocked like dead out. Body, yeah. You, yeah. you can find it on Twitter or whatever. Um, but yeah, Adesanya looked at the kid, pointed at him, and did the same thing. But but. They gotta fight one more time, right? Yeah, they, they need a they need the last equalizer. And this one here's the real champ. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so that's probably the next fight. It's those two again. Yeah, I, I think, think so. He has to. I think so. But one of the greatest knockouts of all time. Um, Counter punching knockouts. Yeah, I, I was watching uh, at my friend Cody's house. Shout out Cody Rocha at his dad's house. Um, shout out Kyle. Um, but you know Kyle has. You know, nice two uh, two TV setups. So on top we had the Shakur Stevenson fight, and the bottom we had a uh, Adesanya fight. And and well, the Shakur Stevenson fight was already over, but uh, we were all screaming. Like we we all couldn't believe like what happened. Like and I'm sure that's what everybody's reaction was seeing it live. It was just like holy shit. Like we, we didn't expect it. It came out of nowhere. No one expected it. No one saw it coming, except for Izzy. And, and Izzy's just like. I don't. That, that's probably the last man on earth I want to fight besides like John Jones. Cause, like, no, Francis Ngannou. Ngannou, yeah. But, no, I wouldn't want to fight Jones. Izzy just looks like a. a he looks like a cyborg. I mean, Izzy dead ass looks like a cyborg yeah. in there. Like, just the, the way he moves, he moves. He's real twitchy. He's really like the way he moves. Looks like when you're in the ring with that guy, movement. you can get knocked out at any time. Right. He's so fast, creative. He's a style bender. He's strong. He changes styles. Yeah. He just. He, just he looks unpredictable. He'll throw a punch off his back foot. He'll throw a right punch on his back foot with his right shoulder in, in the opposite, in, in, like down. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I've never seen someone throw a, an overhand right while they're leaning backwards. Mm -hmm. Never seen that before. But um, except for Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva can do that. Okay, I want to talk about um Alex Pereira a little bit because uh, apparently he's supposed to move to a light heavyweight now. I yeah, I see it happening just because of how it's his frame. Okay, he's gonna dominate that division. He can yeah. He's gonna dominate. He's no who that, that division's kind Yuri. of trash right Yuri. now. Don't ask me a year, bro. Yeah, but Ferrer's Ferreira. He, he's a beast. Yeah. yeah. That man. That man's a monster. He's like, a fucking monster. He's right up there with Adesanya. He, he is right there with Adesanya. He legitimately has the the frame to be a fucking heavyweight. I mean, he, he really he, wanted to. Bro. Yeah, he, I, he's six six four six, 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 six four. four. I mean, 
Naturally, he probably sits at 220. Yeah, probably has he probably has crazy cuts to get down the middle way. 185 could be for like 510, and he walks around 225, mm -hmm. 205. Like right now, he's a like he's fat fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's crazy. So, I, I think Pereira is definitely like he's only scratching the surface of what he can do in the UFC. You know, once this uh, this little beef out of not a beef, but Trilogy. Rivalry, rivalry, not even trilogies. It's about to be fight five. It's about to be a trilogy. Oh, yeah. Well, UFC eight, trilogy. Yeah, UFC trilogy. But once this little, you know, feud feud is done, like, he's going to be a force to, rec to be reckoned with in yeah. the UFC. Probably going to dominate the light heavyweight division. And if he does go up to heavyweight, maybe sometime down the, down the line, maybe fight John Jones. Maybe. And I don't think John Jones. I mean, that heavyweight's hard. Heavyweight's way different, bro. He has no idea. Yeah. Like, people it's a lot different than how different that is. I mean, you went up one, and he got he got his ass beat by Jan Blachowicz. And John Jones was at what two fifty in his last fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, well, also, I, I don't know. Pereira can. That's I'm not crazy. saying Pereira can beat. I'm going with John Jones. Yeah, yeah. in any fight, but Pereira two forty. That's looking pretty. That's looking pretty scary. Imagine that guy sixty pounds heavier. Yeah, oh my God. He'd be a tank. He'd be, oh, he already he is a tank. He'll be yoked. Yeah, he'll be massive. But nah, I, I like Pereira a lot. He like he's a stone cold killer. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really excited for his UFC future. Yeah. I really like just like his whole culture too. He mm -hmm. brings it in the ring with him. He's like he Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno loves to to bring in like his his Inca and his Aztec mm -hmm. like heritage into the ring. You see him dressing up and all this stuff. You know, repping Mexico as, as hard as he can. I love when people put on for their city, put on for where they're from. Country like Pereira does that. He wears face paint. To show where he's from, to show his you know, his native roots, and and I love when, when he owns that and just brings that into a ring because, dude, that's scary as fuck, bro. When he had the red face paint on, that's scary as hell, bro. That shit was frightening. I would not fight that. But yeah, so if you guys haven't seen that Adesanya knockout, just look it up on Twitter. You'll find it. Yeah, you find it. One of the greatest knockouts like of all time. It, it, like I said, but like every single person that watched it live was probably freaking out, including myself. I was freaking, I was freaking the fuck out. But uh, Trevor, I think it's a good time to close it off, so I'll let you go ahead and do that. But I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we all enjoyed this card, and um, good recap from you all, as usual. And again, if you guys want 100, percent you know, like more in-depth sports talk every week, Saturday. Wednesday and Tuesday on blogtalk.com, Fighting Words Radio Network. Just check it out. It's all sports, mainly MMA and UFC and boxing here and there. But we really appreciate you guys for tuning in to this UFC 287 recap. Much appreciated, y'all. Have a great one.